Welcome to the Client Stampede Podcast. Everything you need to know to get more clients, make more money, and have more fun in your business. I'm your host, Julie Guest. Make sales soar with these e-commerce insider secrets. Over the past two years, we've come a long way with building online stores. As new technologies have rolled out, merging with new trends and buyer behaviours, we thankfully have available a much better user experience. But alongside these innovations also comes a ton more competition. More businesses are adding an online store to their bricks and mortar operations, and budding entrepreneurs are starting online stores like never before. Large platforms like Shopify and Big Commerce are adding new customers in the millions. There are many great reasons for building an online store. It adds a new powerful source of revenue to an existing business. It reaches target markets that were previously unreachable. It recession-proofs your business in the case of extended closures. It helps expand your brand presence and gaining global recognition. Or perhaps you saw that online sales this year is predicted to exceed $4 trillion and you're looking for every edge you can find to beat out your competition. Luckily, in this episode, we're going to talk about some critical e-commerce nuts and bolts best practices so that you can improve your online store. Let's dive in. Number one, user experience is king. The experience somebody has when visiting your online store is very important for three reasons. One, it improves your sales rate. Number two, it builds trust with your customers. And number three, it increases your organic rankings on Google. So what can you do to help reap these benefits? Number one, create clear navigation. There are few things more annoying than not knowing how to browse an online store. Creating a clear navigation for your site can be complicated, especially if your store has hundreds or thousands of products. But here's a pro tip. Be clear, not clever, when it comes to navigation. For example, naming a category puppy food is better than puppy's banquet in most situations. If you're having trouble, take a look at Amazon's categories. They have put tons of money and research into their navigation, so they must be doing something right. Amazon also uses breadcrumbs to narrow down the categories and show you where you're in the site. This is also a best practice that we'll get to next. But here are three quick tips for your navigation. Number one, make the top level navigation buttons clickable. Number two, use the word menu to signify your menu on mobile. And number three, show a search bar on every page of your site. Let's get back to that issue of always leaving breadcrumbs. Do you remember the story of Hansel and Gretel leaving breadcrumbs along the trail so you can find your way back? That's where this term comes from. You're showing people exactly where they are at any given time, and you're giving them the option of going to a specific higher or lower level category. Breadcrumbs are powerful navigational tools, so use them wisely. Number three, use a font size that is 16 point or bigger, because screens are hard to read. When writing a college paper, we're always told to use 12 point fonts. Somehow those ideas were carried over to websites and used as a default for most sites, but it's far too small. And while we're on the subject of typeface, what are the best fonts to help people easily read your website? Here are a few that look and read well. Open Sans, Arvo, Lato, April Fatface, and PT Sans and PT Serif. We'll put them in the podcast notes for you. Moving on. 
Number four, make your page load like lightning speed, i.e. less than one second. These days people are impatient. Bounce rates and site abandonment skyrockets after a website starts to take more than three seconds to load. Up to 38% of people leave when it takes five seconds, and you can drop that to 9% if you reach a two-second load time. Number five, it's 2022. Your online store needs to be mobile responsive. More than half the US population is looking at the internet on their phones, and the global statistics are even higher. So there's no doubt about it. Your website and your online store has to be mobile responsive, or else you're annoying half or more of your potential customers. How do you know if your website is mobile responsive? There are many ways to test this, but the easiest way is simply to look at your website on your own phone. Navigate it as your customers would and make a test purchase. If the experience feels clunky, the pages are cut off, the graphics are slow to load, you have an issue and it's going to cost you a lot of sales. But fortunately, there are many ways this can be fixed, either with coding, which we usually don't recommend, or simply by rebuilding an old website on a new mobile-friendly platform. We've seen clients' online sales jump an average of 27% once their websites have been optimized for mobile, so it's no longer optional. All right, that's it for user experience best practices. Next up, let's talk about testing. Split testing, which is running competing ads at the same time to find out which of your ads outperforms the others and attracts the most clicks, comments, and sales, is the cornerstone of every savvy business. In an average day, our agency split tests 800,000 different ad varieties for client digital campaigns. We test different headlines, different imagery, different ad copy, different shape buttons, different colored buttons even. It's very surprising to see which version converts the highest because it's really the one we think. You can test new products, new marketing channels, new offers and more. Here are some examples of what you can test. Use what's called a one-variable split test. Split testing is also referred to as A-B testing. This is because you show your visitors two different pages to see which one performs better, version A and version B. While you can technically show people two entirely different pages, it's best to test one element at a time, such as just changing the price, just changing the image, or just changing the description. Otherwise, you won't know which change caused the increase or decrease in conversions. Test new products with pre-ordering and drop shipping. Adding new products to your store can be a huge hassle, especially if you store, pack and ship all your own products. And if the products don't do well, you're out of money and storage space for that new inventory. But if you don't drop ship, you can still use it as a way to test new products. Alternatively, you can run pre-orders on new products to gauge interest. But just be sure to let people know that you'll only add the products if you reach X number of pre-sales. Number seven, add live chat to your online store. According to a report by Kyoko, 52% of consumers are more likely to repurchase from a company who offers live chat support. I have to agree. A separate study by Zendesk found that 92% of customers feel satisfied when they use a live chat feature for customer service. I've got to say I'm definitely one of them. So live chat has become an integral part of online sales for many companies. That said, the average wait time for a live chat was just 45 seconds and the average conversation lasted nearly 15 minutes. I highly recommend adding this feature. One of our favorite pieces of software is livechat.com. 
on average, I've seen a 21% increase in sales for those clients that we've implemented a live chat feature for in sales systems in the last six months. Number eight, test different featured products on your homepage. Most of the sites we manage see 10 to 55% of all traffic visiting the homepage at some point. Plus, most of your natural backlinks will point to the homepage. Your homepage is a huge opportunity to close more sales. According to a study by Co-Marketing, 86% of people who visit a site's homepage expect to see information about that site's services or products. So the moral of the story is don't be afraid to try adding or changing featured products on your homepage. Some ideas you can try are best sellers, products for him or her, sale products, products under $50 or another dollar amount. That's it for our e-commerce testing best practices. Next up, let's talk about one of my favorite features of high-performance e-commerce platform, the design. The design of your e-commerce platform says everything about your brand. Get it right and your business is golden. Great design improves trust, which in turn increases sales. Great design can also help in other ways, like more backlinks, more press opportunities, and more word-of-mouth referrals. But get it wrong, and the damage it can cause to your brand can be devastating. There are many, many design best practices to take into consideration, but here are three important ones. Don't use sliding carousels. Automatic image sliders or carousels have become a major fad in the last five years, but I strongly recommend you avoid them like the plague because they're horrible for user experience. First of all, they're distracting. The human eye is drawn to movement and away from your call to action. For example, the website Forever 21 has a slider that rotates every four seconds. I don't even have time to look at these oddly posed models to figure out what the heck they're advertising before seeing a new image. Secondly, you should never have more than one or two calls to action on any given page. The more options you give, the more people you lose. And finally, the buttons on sliders are usually hard to click and people tend to click the wrong thing while trying to follow them. Not to mention they're usually moving too fast and annoy the heck out of people. So what should you do instead? I recommend two things. Number one, add static content. Or two, use a rotating carousel, but make it manual. People have to click through to see the next one instead of automatically sliding. We've had far better results from using just a static image, but again, you can always test the two and see which one converts better for your website. Number 10, use large, high-resolution product photos. This should be a no-brainer by now, but in case you somehow missed the memo, product photos matter a lot. In the world of online retail, people can't hold a product like they can in real life. You have to sell it to them with nothing more than text and pictures and, if you're really good, video. Many e-commerce stores use the stock photos given to them by their suppliers. Most suppliers' product photos are horrendous because they're meager and mostly one-shot wonders. Here's our list of shots that we use for the majority of our clients' products. Strictly speaking, you don't need them all and not all products lend themselves to every single shot on this list, but know that the more you can provide, the greater the trust and confidence that is built, which in turn leads to more sales and happy customers. Number one, an action shot with the product in use. Number two, a comparison shot of the product next to a pencil or something people can recognize the size of to show your product size. Number three, a close-up to show the intricate details and craftsmanship of your product. Number four, use a photo of the packaging of your product, especially if you have awesome packaging. 
Number five, a group shot showing multiples of the products. And number six, a process shot showing the creation of the product. Pro tip, don't forget to compress your images. Loading speed matters and product photos can be bulky and bloated. Here's strategy number 11. Don't be afraid of white space. My final design tip, which we've tested and tested and tested over and over again, is that white space on your website is your friend. As your store grows and you offer more and more products, it's easy to create an overstuffed, overly complex site. Too many navigation buttons, too many images, too many offers. How many websites have you visited that have this issue? In summary, there is no one-size-fits-all method that applies to every single online store. There are just too many differences between industries, target audiences, and even product lines. But there are plenty of rough best practices that you can adapt to fit your own needs. Listen to this podcast again and make your online store even more powerful. That's it for this week's episode. Don't forget to check out next week's issue of Monday Marketing Gold, your weekly e-magazine for more marketing tips, tricks and strategies from the trenches. You can subscribe for free by visiting clientstampede.com forward slash gold.